You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Teresa Curley, along with Deacon Paul Trinan. We've had a great show this morning, and if you've missed any of it, remember you can listen to our podcasts on realpresenceradio.com or download our app on any of your favorite app platforms. You know, I was thinking, Teresa, we should have a program sometime that's just like off-air comments, because when we break to go off-air, we, we say goodbye to the previous guest, and then we say hello to the next guest, who happens to be Father Tim Smith this morning. And some of the things that are said off-air that are so funny and so insightful and so holy, we should almost encapsulate those and make them a segment or two, or a whole show, for that matter. But, um, <laughs> I agree. Father Tim, welcome. Welcome back to the airwaves of Real Presence Radio. Well, thank you, Deacon Paul, and that's almost like the little uh, space of the confessional right in there, as uh, uh, our listeners are probably wondering, what was what was said? And as uh, I told uh, Deacon Paul and Teresa that uh, they've asked me what I've been up to, and I said I've been making up for lost time. I've been eating all these treats in the Easter season that I denied myself during Lent, and uh, it uh, doesn't take long, and you can be back to your old habits, so... Uh, my parishioners are good about that, too, though. They give me good things, like they know what kind of chocolate and candy and things I like. So uh, God bless them for that. And you're talking to us today from the from the holy, holy, holy parish of Holy Cross in Ipswich, South Dakota, right? That's right. And uh, I'm really grateful uh, that uh, we have, you know, good weather, and we've just got some good precipitation here in the upper Midwest. So um, we're just going about our work uh, of tending the ground and, uh, just getting ready for Good Shepherd Sunday, which is coming up this next week. Uh, Jesus, the Good Shepherd, he knows his sheep, he pastures them, and uh, we spend a lot of time with the sheep around here, as well as the cows, and uh, working the earth, and uh, we're getting ready for uh, St. Isidore's Feast Day at the middle of the month, and uh, so these are big days for us in this agricultural landscape we live in. Which is about everybody in our listening area. I, I tell you, it's the guys, the guys and the gals are eager, eager, eager to get out into the fields. And and uh, some places have been having some drought conditions and and others quite a bit of moisture. So hopefully those are just um, cleaning up for us and we're going to hit those uh, hit those fields very, very soon. Father Tim, Father Tim, we want to talk to you about forming liturgical musicians in parish life, forming liturgical musicians. So, music scholar, the mu- parish music scholar program. Give us uh, an example of what that is and why you're passionate about that. Well, you know, I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out. The music scholars program that is something that we've been doing here um, in our parishes uh, to really go about the work of encouraging and forming future generations of musicians to serve the Church and the liturgy of the Church um, for you know, the next hundred years. And so um, this is something that I became passionate about um, really during the time of the pandemic. Obviously, um, being a member of the Real Presence Radio family, we all remember those days where we even had mass broadcast on Real Presence Radio because um, there was no assemblies of of choirs and uh, liturgical music, and we were even uh, restricted from participating 
um, in the presence of the Mass. And so um, it became aware uh, in our parishes of really, uh, there was a few times where, you know, we experienced some sickness or some absences from some of our musicians, organists, um, accompaniment, um, as well as even choir members. And so we really set about um, to make a plan how we can really be intentional about forming the next generation of musicians. And the, and the capstone of that, as we come into this spring season, is our Music Scholars Recital, which is going to take place tonight at Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich. And it really, uh, what we set about doing is we really put, up, put the word out to the members of the parish to say, who are our musicians? Who are our pianists? Who are those who who be our budding organists? And all the way from the early ages, from, you know, first and second graders, even a couple of pre-K students <laughs> who have uh, an aptitude to learn music, and how can we develop that skill and talent so that by the time they're 12, 13, 14 years old, they will have the aptitude and the competency to participate in serving the Church's sacred liturgy through the gift of music. And so um, what we do is uh, we actually provide some scholarships to help for instruction. And each student from different families is given uh, a dollar amount that helps that family uh, take care of some of the costs associated with one-on-one music instructions, so that way they can really be given uh, formal instruction to prepare them for this important work, not only to serve the Church, but the world and the community at large. Whoa, that is so cool. And, you know, really looking back, uh, Paul and Teresa, you know, the history of music instruction, when I, I really kind of did a little bit of work here on asking a lot of my former organists and my musicians, and I would say, how did you become a church organist? How did you become someone that was giving your talent at service of the church? And there's usually about kind of two responses, depending on the generation. Some of my most senior members of the church, they will actually say, I remember when the sisters taught me this, when I had religious sisters giving me instructions in the parish or in my Catholic school. And so they specifically remember... Sister Anastasia, or, or, or Sister Anacetus, she actually was the one who taught me uh, organ, and I took organ lessons from her. And, and now I'm, I'm 80 years old, and I still know how to play the organ. I still remember going to St. Anthony's Parish or wherever and, and playing organ there. The other one it would be their parents. Their parents recognized that it was a skill, and, and so they even, perhaps some families, purchased a a small organ that they could use in their home to practice on, and then both them and other siblings were really set about that discipline. And then there was a specific person, usually the church organist, who gave them lessons so that they would be ready to serve the church, not only for Sunday Mass, but all those important occasions we have in life, weddings, funerals, and even other uh, celebrations that we do in the life of the church. And so, really, what we wanted to do was to foster a continuation of that legacy of music instruction. And so, with that being said, we've talked to families, working with parents, but also students who have a willingness to learn, and also several music instructors around the area. 
And with that, uh, we set off on our Music Scholars program, and we're just coming to the conclusion of the first year, and so tonight we're going to have a real showcase of what our students, all the way from the ages of six, all the way to the age of 18, who uh, our oldest music scholar is now a freshman at the University of Mary in Bismarck. So you're just coming, I think I heard you say you're just coming to the conclusion of your first year in existence, correct? That's right. Oh, wow. So, and, and it's, it's, there's a big, big gathering tonight at Holy Cross right, right there in Ipswich. What time does that start, Father? Well, we're, we're starting at 7 p.m. And like, uh, like usual, uh, like a music recital you may uh, attend that does a showcase of students at different talents, we'll be starting with our uh, most junior members first. And so, uh, actually, I have Jack, who's six years old. He'll be, um, he'll be playing a Thanksgiving hymn that he's been working for, a song of Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, with all things now living, a song of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We all know that yeah. hymn. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, that's really, and then we'll work our way um, kind of all the way up through the ages. And then at the end of the evening tonight, um, we'll give a gift to all our music scholars as kind of a, a sign of the appreciation. Um, our patroness for the music scholars program is St. Cecilia, who's the patron saint of musicians. And so we'll pray and ask for her intercession as all our music scholars will be going on their summer break, that they will continue to uh, keep up their lessons and practice and, and grow strong in, in the gift that God's given them. And then we'll have a ice cream social over at the parish hall um, where we can all gather together. Um, but really, uh, just want to really emphasize the importance of uh, really just, you know, strengthening this, um, this gift, not only to, like, the students themselves, but also... Uh, to the parish. I mean, it's really, there's a lot of excitement because uh, we, for our listeners, perhaps if you travel, if you go to Mass at other parishes, at times you may go to a parish where the music ministry may have uh, really kind of come to uh, a shortcoming or it's come to a stop because there wasn't a plan um, to help develop talent for the next uh, the next generation. And really, uh, it's a difficult to see that, but it is a real fact of Catholic life. We're, we're coming into this uh, a new era where we, in order for us to continue to uh, celebrate the legacy of, of music that's been part of our Church tradition, we want to really inculcate or we really want to provide opportunities for formation for the next generation. So there isn't a gap there. Um, sometimes you can go to a parish where they don't have musicians, and they may even have recorded um, choral music or something, which is not the vision of the Church, particularly for liturgy. Um, it may work to get by during a period of difficulty, but ultimately we want to um, really prepare our parishes to have a number of players who have the competency, but also have a, a deeper understanding of what's happening in the celebration of the Mass and the celebration of the liturgy. Well, that's beautiful. What is your parish's plan for music and for liturgical music for their future? And you yeah, used and the I word think a earlier. lot of our listeners, yeah, a lot of our listeners, they 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 recognize that that's something they need to do in their in their local parish. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. More real presence live after this. Stay tuned. 
This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hello, my name is Father Timothy Lang from the Diocese of Duluth. I just want to say a few words today about confession. And so often we're afraid to go and return to this beautiful sacrament of healing. A couple of things that we often hear a lot are somebody who's afraid to go because it's the priest might remember their sins. And, you know, having heard over 3,000 confessions in just two and a half years, I can guarantee it's really hard to remember somebody's sins. We have a hard enough time remembering our own sins to bring them to our own confession when we go. And remember, too, if the priest ever does remember your sins, he can never, ever say anything about it. So be at ease. Don't be afraid to come to the sacrament. Another one of the things that's often a fear that's in our heart is that we're might be embarrassed to say what we've done. And while it's true that sometimes what we've done is embarrassing or, or shameful, trust me, the priest has heard it all, and he won't ever think less of you by what you say in the confessional. This is Juliana Harms from Holy Spirit in Fargo. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Deacon Paul Trinan, and we've got Teresa Curley from Real Presence Radio. We're just delighted to be sharing Easter joy with you from beautiful Northeast South Dakota. We're talking to somebody this morning who's got this really, really interesting and I think, I hope it, it appeals to your, your hearts as Catholics, because we're talking about this, this I don't know, um, crisis. I wouldn't call it a crisis, but it's an issue that's coming up where we're losing um, liturgical musicians throughout our parishes. And Father Tim Smith is our guest, and he's explained that, gosh, you know, you can go to some parishes where they don't even have live liturgical music anymore. They've got some some maybe recorded things that are going, or maybe just no music whatsoever. Um, and, and so, I think, Father Smith, one of the things you mentioned is that a parish should have some type of a plan, or what is your plan for music as you grow in, 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 in parish life and folks get a little bit older, or what have you. So, give us an example of, uh, of how you see that going in the future. Yeah, you know, Deacon Paul, I think we can all imagine that the real possibility that for some of our parishes, uh, they experience changes in membership, 
and there may be, you know, most of our parishes have a nice, beautiful organ, as as the organ is, you know, mentioned in the church's documents as an organ that helps lend itself to polyphony, the, the singing of voices and choral music and and leading those parts of the Mass. And how difficult it would be to go into some of our parishes today and to say, hey, what's that thing over there? Well, that's an organ. But nobody around here knows how to play it anymore. And that that's really unfortunate to experience that. Um, the, 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 some of the instruments that are the, really enjoy a privilege in liturgical music, and really if there isn't uh, players or people who have been uh, given the competency and the skill to actually use that instrumentation at the service of the Church and the liturgy. So, uh, Deacon Paul, you know, tonight we're having our Music Scholars uh, recital, but we've given tonight's program a title, and the title of it comes from an instruction on music and the liturgy from the Second Vatican Council. It's the document Musicum Sacrum, Sacred Music, and there's a line in there from the instruction that says, Musicians will enter on this new work with the desire to continue that tradition which has furnished the Church in divine worship in a truly abundant heritage. And so tonight's concert, that's what we call it. We call it truly abundant heritage. And, and as our music scholars are demonstrating their ability to play sacred music and how, the, how they're growing all the way from the age of six all the way to the age of 18, um, they're demonstrating that this is possible for our generation from our current elementary, high school, and even college students who can experience the beauty of this abundant heritage of our liturgical life and sacred music. And so I'm so excited um, just for us to really make this plan for the future. You know, uh, we, can, we all know that we have dependent uh, liturgical musicians, and as I mentioned earlier at the top half of this hour, you know, during the pandemic time, some of our, our musicians experienced uh, an experience with illness because of, the, because of COVID or an inability to participate in Mass. And so what we want to do is we want to strengthen the number of players we have. And sometimes we can always think, well, that so-and-so uh, is always going to be there to play organ or play music when it comes to our Mass until they're no longer able to be there. And if we, as the old adage goes, if we fail to make a plan, then we can plan to fail. And so yeah. it really is important for our parishes to look to the future and how they can plan to continue this heritage of, of liturgical music that we've inherited from, from previous generations. So uh, the, the name of the program tonight, tonight at 7 p.m. in Holy Cross, Ipswich, South Dakota, is Truly Abundant Heritage. Truly Abundant That's Heritage. It? Showcasing... The six-year-old Jack. I mean, that's <laughs> between that and the ice cream social afterwards. You sold me on that, but you know, it's it's that young. That's young of folks towards. Again, you mentioned somebody up into the age of a freshman in college at, at University of Mary, and I suppose there is even adults beyond that. But the scholarships are available. Well, give me an example of what that means. How? What are the costs involved in something like this, Father? Sure. Depending on who the instructor is, and also, you know, we live in a, a semi-rural area, so music instruction with a, 
with someone who's going to give you a lesson uh, can vary between you know fifteen to twenty hours per session or twenty fifteen to twenty dollars per session. Um, but some of our listeners who may live in Fargo or Bismarck um, because there's a greater need, um, some of those uh, may actually you know charge more than that twenty five dollars. So we try to we provide a scholarship for each of our music scholars of at least um, you know several hundred dollars. Um, if there's a family of musicians, several of our of our music scholars are actually our brothers and sisters, and so we can actually make a, a family scholarship to help that family um, to provide that instruction um, for their children. And it's it's not a full ride scholarship, but it, it's more than more than half. Uh, more than three quarters in some instances, and so that's enough to help that family. Um, you also meet their other needs because families have expenses, as you know, uh, Deacon Paul. So uh, for them to be able to give that extra encouragement, so that way they can um, participate in this, this ministry, really, which is going to be at the service of the parish and at the church at large. You know, some people ask me, well, what are the backgrounds of our music scholars? Well, they're they're boys and girls. Some of them are great athletes. They're, they participate in, in all sorts of youth sports programs and even at the high school level. Um, some of them have participated in other talent competitions. Um, a lot of them are involved in the outdoors. Uh, some of them are uh, outdoors men or outdoors women. They, they're deer hunters. <laughs> they're, so you can have all sorts of varied interests and still really thrive in sacred music. And even right here, some of them uh, grow up and, and live on farms. And so not only can they play the organ, they can also work cows, as we say around here. And they can go out there and, and, and they can be cowboys and at the same time have a competency to uh, play sacred music. And so it's really exciting just to see how God chooses all these individuals. They all have their own personality, but he also has given them gifts. Um, at service of the church. And the thing that's exciting for me as a parish priest is that each one of these children, through cooperating with the priest and learning to play music at the service of the liturgy, and that they actually gain a, also a, a really intuitive understanding of Holy Mass. And so the different parts of the Mass, um, they also will be, uh, as they get older, they'll be able to read the instructions uh, in the liturgy with the priest so that they can gain an understanding of, you know, different parts of the Mass, why at sometimes they're omitted, and sometimes they're played with greater solemnity or, or greater music uh, celebration. Oh, I think that's so... those aspects. I've so seen that in my really own beautiful. witness as a deacon, is to see the holiness and the in the knowledge of our musicians that are in our small parishes. And I go, wow, they're talking about this particular... Um, you know, the mass of such and such, and I'm going, I don't know what you're talking about very well. But, but you know, <laughs> it's just amazing that, that that is an area that is so important, and they know the depth of their knowledge on, um, on responses. And um, I don't know, it's just beautiful. It's just, and then, then they, they bring about new, new opportunities or new flavors of, of, of worship that are, that are, um, Obviously, inconsistent consistent with the church at large, but um, instead of having the same um, liturgical, same music from the seventies, let's say, 
they're able to mm-hmm. bring bring us closer towards more more contemporary or more I would even say sometimes more traditional um, um, mass celebrations uh, and divine worship, like you mentioned earlier. The key word here is intentional, and Father Father Tim is 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 welcoming all to come this evening at 7 p.m. at Holy Cross in Ipswich. Any budding musician from grade school on up to high school, college, um, are welcome to come. Um, there's going to be a showcase of all the folks that have been doing this for the past year. Um, there'll be discussion more about opportunities and planning, because if you don't plan, you're not going to succeed, and you're going to find yourself maybe one of those parishes that has nobody as a liturgical minister of music. Um, and it's so important. It's so important. Well, thank you, Father Tim. Any last thoughts, anything else that you want to mention to folks um, to encourage them to either show up at Ipswich tonight at 7 or to look towards planning for their own parishes in another fashion? Well, I certainly don't expect our listeners from Minnesota or North Dakota to make the trip here tonight. But what I would do is I would highlight our parish website, which is www.holycrossipswitch.org and after tonight's uh, performances we'll have a group photo that shows the diversity of the ages and the backgrounds of our participants in the Music Scholars Program and also publish on there a PDF file of our program for tonight and also the vision of the Music Scholars Program and so that way our listeners if you could say yes we need to do something like that at our parish or we, I want to make a proposal to uh, my pastor that next year, before the school year begins, we, we kick off a similar program. I want to share with you what we've been doing, how God has blessed it, and also how we are joyfully uh, looking forward to the future, while at the same time caring for the Church's uh, just history of sacred music and planning to see how we can continue to make a joyful noise to the Lord uh, with our hearts and song and, and praise and glorify Him in liturgy. So, uh, holycrossipswitch.org, you can check the website uh, tomorrow for more information, or even go there tonight and bookmark your page, and we'll put all our information after tonight's performance on there. Holycrossipswitch.com. I can, I can just feel people writing that down right now out there in our listening audience. The challenge has been laid down, folks. Um, the future is coming, whether we prepare for it or not. We were giving a pathway um, by Father Tim Smith towards keeping the sacred music liturgy alive in our parishes. So thank God and just want to say a prayer of blessings upon you through the intercession of St. Cecilia. I just feel, I think that's beautiful as well. Through the intercession of St. Cecilia, I wish you nothing but um, holy success in your endeavor tonight and, and going on, Father Smith. Thank you so much. God bless you, Deacon Paul and Teresa and uh, just blessings to all our Real Presence Radio family. Awesome. Thank you, Father. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be speaking with John Berger, who's with the Bismarck Mandan Knights of Columbus, and he's going to tell us about a fundraiser that's coming up soon. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mm-hmm. 